0: This is a Triple J Podcast. Why is my voice croaky today?
1: Well, it's, it's so weird. You did take a really long bathroom break before and you did just get some shocker
0: news. So I'm wondering I, if you were having a little teary in I, the bathroom. Do you know what? I did tear up a little bit in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I shouldn't found, laugh. I'm sorry. I found out that my rent is going up by a hundred bucks a week, which That's is so just fucked. fucked. It's so messed up. I it's, hate it here. I hate it here. And the worst part about all of that is, like, babes, I don't see my fucking salary. You know what I mean? No. I, nothing's reflected. Nothing's reflected. Cost of living keeps going up. I'm literally going to have to budget now and figure it out. And Brendan and I were messaging my housemate when I was in the toilet. I was like, doll, like, what What am I going to have to budget out? Yeah, like, what can you sacrifice? My regrowth. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. That's so funny. I was going to say matcha, your new matcha obsession. I know. The matcha stays.
0: Okay. I shouldn't buy $80 worth of mushroom mind. No more
1: supplements. No more hairdressing. You're going back to- (laughs) To my roots. To roots. Literally and figuratively. Wow. (laughs)
0: So that bomb dropped this morning, but then also a really exciting bomb.
1: Yeah. um, So when I got into work this morning, a colleague of ours, Courtney, came up to me and she said, I've done some journalism and I've figured out that Fred again is going to be here. Like in Australia, he's here. I tracked his flight.
0: Oh, she tracked the flight. She
1: tracked the flight. Get this as well. She even um, saw a photo on his story and looked at the carpet of the (gasps) airport and then went on a weird Facebook group and found like people who upload photos of like different airports and she was like looking at Changi airport or whatever in Singapore um oh that is investigative and she was like it's the same carpet and I was like babe you're a freak I love it (gasps) yeah so then boom drop email presser he's here he's
0: got a photo on his
1: story of him in front of the opera house on the harbor bridge climbing the bridge as a tourist would and uh yeah he's playing there like
0: tonight tonight so that also means my theory is i don't think you would come all the way to australia and not do more shows oh god yeah like, like we... this is like going to be a tour sorry but we made him
1: <laughs> like are we not like some of fred again's yes! like biggest like fans like he has to... i was there
0: last year in the, uh, the warehouse the warehouse front row sweating absolutely. it up
1: absolutely dancing you were to one a.m.
0: <laughs> skiing, I believe. To one a.m., I was right again. Oh, yeah! No, yeah. I am so excited. I'm like, there's some new tracks that have been dropped since he lot, was last year. So, yeah, some Skrillex
1: collabs. And honestly, by the time that we publish this episode tonight, there I'm might sure be the news.
0: news. Oh, oh,
1: odd. Put it in the show notes. Quick.
0: <laughs> Put the notifications on. <laughs> I can't miss out. What was the queue? It was like eighty thousand people queuing already.
1: Yeah, like in the ticket queue. Oh. Oh, gosh. And I think the room he's playing in the opera house has like two and a half thousand capacity. Oh. Best of luck to you, babes. If you got a ticket, well done. Um, And fingers crossed for Fred again to come to Melbourne. <laughs> all right. That's enough from us. Let's get into it. All right. So this episode uh, is all about... Dating green flags after dating red flags. Um, So Dee, quickly, I want to know, have you ever found yourself in that cycle where you've dated someone bad, you get into a new relationship and it's really good and everything's like great and they're doing all the right things and you feel secure and happy and you just suddenly start to have anxiety and you go in within yourself and you're like, holy fuck, no, this feels so wrong because I'm so used to.
0: I feel like that was my whole... Single life. Like, yeah. I just could not date someone who was nice. It was so weird. I think, like, because I wanted to be single and I didn't want to be in, in a relationship subconsciously, so I went for people who were unavailable mm. and that felt safe to me. It was like, oh, okay, well, we're both like not looking for anything serious, but then that kind of correlated with being treated like shit. Yeah. It's just like the classic hookup culture of like, yeah of just the 2 a.m. you up text and it's like you just go for it because you're like, well, this is what I'm used to. This is the
1: love I deserve, I guess. This is the love
0: I deserve, yeah. (laughs) And, like, I won't go into it, but I had, like, my first love my life boyfriend um, was, like, really hot and cold, so he would, like, go absent for, like, five days on end and not talk to me and then all of a sudden would be, like, there and, like, in person and love me and rah, rah, rah. Like, it was just, like, a bit of a mind fuck. And so I feel like that's kind of shaped the way that I dated. Like, Mm. I just – had such bad trauma from that that I was like it was really hard for me to trust people so I just didn't want to get close and that probably was why I didn't want to get into a relationship and so would go for people who were like emotionally unavailable.
1: Yeah going back to like that feeling of hot and cold that I can totally imagine how you'd be addicted to the moments where he finally does give you something and then you race for that and then Yeah, it just would be a really horrible cycle. I think for me, um, I've mainly dated golden retrievers. (laughs) Slay.
0: It's so so funny because Pip is literally like, I trust everyone. (laughs) We did a whole episode and Pip was like, no, I trust from the beginning. Glass half full. Yeah, you're like, I see the good in everyone. I'm like, no. But there was that one time that i did date you did a red flag who did treat me like shit which was
1: really random for you i know it was like i was trying something new i guess and it's crazy because the passion and just the like the intensity of that relationship reflected that and i think again it feeds into them being like i guess treating me and keeping keen kind of vibe but yeah i even from that one time i can totally understand how powerful it is if you have a series of really fucked up relationships Mm. and then you bring it into your new one in fact I think by the end of this episode I'm probably going to have some like hectic realizations about the relationship I had after the red flag because I think that I've probably brought in some things like unconsciously and I've got a bit of baggage that I've never really understood or unpacked properly
0: oh I feel like everyone does right like to some extent it's so hard to start on a clean slate when you go into a new relationship because if you've had multiple relationships or situationships or hookups, like – Everyone kind of leaves an impact on you, which you then somehow subconsciously take into your next. Yeah.
1: And if you're like me, there's not a lot of time between relationships, <laughs> yeah. so there's not a lot of personal growth. I'm just bouncing around. <laughs> love. I love to love. What can you I You love.
0: You love to love. <laughs> um, no, and we are going to talk about that a bit more about like, yeah, get, get into a bit more depth about some of the stuff that you could be bringing in. Mm. But we posted about this on our Instagram and- I have to say, Pip, like this was so – I was shocked by this percentage of Same. people. I was
1: surprised. Um, 81% said that they can relate. 87% of people who've been in toxic relationships find it hard when someone healthy, secure, and safe comes along. So this is something that resonated. And it can manifest itself in so many different ways. Like, you know, maybe you're acting out and you're unconsciously sabotaging like a good thing. Uh, maybe you are like picking fights mm. and or maybe you're being avoidant in general and you're like, no, nah, I can't even deal with that person. Or like, just
0: like your walls and your guards up and you just like leave. I feel like that's a pattern of mine is like leave as soon as there's a red flag. Oh,
1: definitely. You are like a cut loose. yeah, like, straight I, away. I'm see ya. Like, see ya.
0: I'm not working through shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> runner <a> vibe. Um, <laughs>
1: also, people uh, did message us a lot about that feeling of boredom and unsatisfaction and just feeling like – They're waiting for something dramatic and crazy to happen because that's what they are used to and And then then it
0: doesn't. Yeah, and so it's giving them anxiety and they're waiting around being like, well, should I be with this person if there's no spark? And we'll talk about this, but the spark, quote unquote, I think it's just anxiety. Mm. Like we can delve into this a bit later, but I'm like – I don't think sparks that like a spark can be chemistry, but I think for a lot of people, spark is anxiety. Yeah, they misconstrue. When you're with someone who makes you like beg for like any sort of attention or they give you all this attention, and then they take it away, and you're mm. dealing with these highs and lows and the anxiety of are they gonna text me? Are they gonna be nice to me today? Are they gonna show up? Are they gonna like bail on me? Like that yeah. kind of anxiety I think people assume is like the spark and the excitement. Yeah,
1: there's a lot to unpack there. And also um, I keep thinking about like if you're not that person then you probably have someone in your friend group who is like always goes back to the quote-unquote oh. bad boy or like bad girl. Do you know what I mean? And The they amount just...
0: of times Whoa! I have had com- and I go I come from a place of love because I was that friend for a long time with certain people but the amount of times that you just have to talk them off a ledge or like give them advice and then they like, yeah, I'm never going back to them, rah, 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 they're done. And then you're getting that fucking message of them like waking up there the next weekend and you're like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Why do you keep going back to them? It
1: is so difficult to watch someone in that pattern, which is obviously why we need to do this episode. If you're going through it, or if you know someone who's going through it, hopefully this will help you. Or maybe you're a guy who is really struggling to date right now because everyone is saying that you are too nice and you're getting the Too Nice Guy label. We are going to address this, so stay tuned.
0: Yeah, definitely need to talk about that. But Amy got in touch because she resonated with that feeling of like being with someone really nice and healthy and just feeling bored.
2: So I was in a toxic situation for like a year and a half, which is embarrassing to think about, but I got a lot of push and pull from his side regarding whether he wanted to commit to me or not. So I became really accustomed to the lack of stability and felt like I was constantly in fight or flight mode. My mood was entirely dependent on his responsiveness. I'd feel so low waiting for his attention and then I'd finally get it and feel this rush of euphoria. That feeling was so addictive and exciting and it made me overlook a lot of red flags. In hindsight, the excitement was probably anxiety. I'm now in a super healthy relationship with a securely attached, emotionally intelligent man, and at the beginning I found myself, it was going a little too well and even found it boring, and I was missing the excitement of the instability. So I would subconsciously nitpick our relationship to try and find anything that I could cause drama with, and obviously that's
0: toxic. Okay. I have never, ever related to something more. I fucking love this show. I love it so much. I love that like you could just spend years of your life just thinking that you are the problem and Mm. you, yeah, like alone in whatever it is that you're experiencing. And then someone like Amy will come along and be like, no, I've lived your whole life experience. I'm like, oh, okay. That like, she is me right now.
1: Yeah, I, the older I get, I'm more like, you know, there's no individual experiences. Like we're literally all the same. But yeah, we had so many DMs as well of people, yeah, relating to that feeling of like fighting. Paige as well saying I was picking fights because I wanted to feel like they were
0: committed to me. Mm, That's such a huge thing as well is when you don't have trust or your trust has been broken in the past and you don't, believe that this person is genuine I think that can be a really true experience for a lot of people who have experienced like abusive or toxic relationships it's like I don't trust what you're saying and so when you have someone who's showing up and is really nice it might take you a long time Mm. to actually like believe what the person's saying Mm. and so yeah it's kind of like you do get in a bit of a cycle of like trying to Pick things and pick holes and like poke the bear. poke the bear a little bit. See totally. if you see if you are going
1: to stick around or if it's all just for show. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, we honestly we're not neuroscientists here, but we have spoken to experts in the past about this, and I do remember someone saying that like you are more likely to remember the highs than mm. you are to remember the lows,
1: and you get addicted to it as well. Like, and it's yeah, you get addicted to chasing those things. Um, but yeah. We actually heard it from a lot of people who even went as far to ditch their green flags, break up with people, um, actively seek out the red flags in their life or that type of like tumultuous relationship. So Ziggy got in touch saying, after only dating toxic people, my first healthy relationship felt boring and dull. I didn't feel the same level of intensity for the guy in the healthy relationship. So ultimately I ended it.
0: Yes, yes, that is, that is... Literally what so many people said that they would they would do. It's mm. like looking for giving it a couple of months or however long, waiting for it the this quote unquote spark or the excitement, not getting it, and then being like, Well, this person's not right for me.
1: Well, do we actually got this DM I wanted to throw you away and get your thoughts on. Bree got in touch saying if they're boring, maybe they're still not the right fit. Don't take years
0: to reaffirm this. Oh, that is interesting. What do you think? Like
1: how can you
0: like, obviously with attachment, which we'll get into, but a part of me thinks that, I think Elaine de Botton said this once, that you will always be attracted to the people that you're attracted to. So you kind of have a set blueprint of the type of person you'll go for, depending on like your attachment style or whatever, or your history with your family and your parents. So I think that like, there's a way of seeking that out still, or being attracted to the type of person you normally would, but but having someone who's really healthy right so it's like I don't think you should be you should be spending years with someone who's boring
1: yeah because healthy isn't actually boring it's just that people who have gone through this like obviously have a twisted way of looking at what healthy and is and they equate it to being boring but like yeah if someone genuinely bores you no interesting conversation, like, you're not physically attracted to them, then, like, you need to reassess, right?
0: Totally. I think in your gut, like, you'll know if you've got the same – Values. I I do think that a lot of people don't give relationships enough time to fully form.
1: That's what I think. And to get
0: to know the other person, to know whether they are the right fit for you or not. And also, like, you don't know the person after a couple of months, but a couple of years and you're still questioning. I don't know. That's probably something to think about. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. (laughs) Okay, next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about time something that a lot of you told us as well is that you might be in a relationship for like years and this is still a battle that you're dealing with. Like it's taking you a long time to like shake off your attraction to maybe the highs and lows that you experienced with your past ex. And that was something that Tegan spoke to us about.
3: So my partner is, and was at the time as well, very emotionally safe Um very healthy, very in touch with his emotions, in touch with my emotions, um, able to be very vulnerable. And I'm kind of looking at my phone at the time with a bit of side eye, like just waiting for the other shoe to drop because I didn't know what a healthy and emotionally safe relationship looked like for a long time. Um, and I think even now, even though we have been together for three years, over three years, actually, um... And we are sort of exploring whether or not we want our relationship to be open. Um, And I have been still, like, I've still continued to be drawn to some red flag kind of people even recently. So it's kind of taught me that I've actually still got quite a bit of learning and growth to do around that and understand why my brain works like that. Oh, that's so interesting that they're
0: talking about opening up their relationship and she's kind of going back to her pattern of maybe before the relationship. I know. It is so wild. And, yeah, three and a half years down the track,
1: even though they've obviously had a really good relationship and they trust each other enough to open it up, but still it's like, yeah, that persistent little thing in the back of your head maybe. excitement. Yeah. Well, I
0: remember my therapist once said that, like, you always have your triggers. Uh, You know, if you've gone through something that is – like abusive or maybe it's from your childhood or whatever it is and you've got this set way of like seeking out certain relationships or whatever like that won't go away it's just something about like how you manage it and like having a healthy partner who you manage it with I knew we were going to come back to attachment styles
1: <laughs> I was waiting I was clapping my hands hey. together I was like yeah
0: here we go but like that's probably a lot that has to to do with this right like yeah add it onto
1: the question list for our expert for <laughs> yes. sure it's always coming back to attachment style but it is yeah it's it's very valid and yeah speaking of attachment style obviously we've spoken a lot about exes being the root cause of this but yeah family is a huge factor poppy got in touch saying i grew up with a toxic family so i started dating toxic people mm. um isabel here saying i had a toxic relationship with someone a lot like my dad not good the next relationship was super lovely and genuine, but I wasn't feeling it, so I ended it. But everything was so boring and deadpan, she said. Again, mm. it keeps coming up.
0: Yeah, it's, it's ingrained.
1: It's yeah. ingrained. So obviously there is a lot of people in your life that you can learn these patterns off.
0: Do you know what I found really interesting is we got a voice memo from Beth, and I didn't even think about it. It's always like, yeah, family, your exes, like dating, mm. rah, rah, rah. But she reckons that she learned a lot of, like, patterned behavior from her friends
4: I've had friends in the past who um you know sort of people that like to insult you but keep you around sort of guilt trip you things like that I haven't seen those people in like a fair few years but I was friends with them for around four or five years each I'd never really been sort of the dominant sort of person in like a relationship dynamic and that still really impacted me like in my relationship now I've been with my current boyfriend uh for two years today, and um he's been my first proper relationship and honestly i've it's been it's taken ages for me to still learn um what it's like to be in a safe health- healthy relationship where you know you fix things you work on things together and you don't you know you don't take advantage of one another and um I'm still figuring that out with my partner at the moment because I still have a really hard time sort of trusting him. Um And, you know, I still get really quite anxious and, you know, he's the most loving person in the world and I, I love him a bits, but I just still have that sort of thing in the back of my head about what those friends used to do to me.
1: We actually had loads of DMs from guys about this topic um, saying that they've actually been labelled as, quote unquote, too nice.
0: Obviously, anyone can experience like toxic and abusive relationships. Yeah. Uh, But there was an overwhelming experience of people who were like women dating, their exes were men, Mm. like girls dating guys. So like yeah it's a stereotype for a reason I guess of like oh date the fuck boy you know what I mean and like we see it in all the bad boys in cultural stuff in media and movies and that kind of thing but like yeah just want to preface that like anyone can have a toxic ex
1: yeah 100% and you'll actually hear from someone um a guy who spoke to us in a little bit max we'll get to him anyway before that though like let's talk about this because there was an overwhelming response from this um Dean got in touch
4: So I've been labelled the uh, the nice guy uh, a few times now, and it it's kind of used as like a as an insult really. So like I've I've been told by a few girls they're like oh you know like any girl would be like lucky to have someone like you blah, blah blah or like words to those effect. But yeah, it's kind of used as like an insult like because. I don't yell and scream to get my point across or like because I'm, you know, pretty emotionally intelligent and can express myself, it can come across as like a a weakness or like a bit of a nick. So like, yeah, it makes makes dating a bit hard sometimes.
0: Going back to the stat we spoke about at the start of the app where 80% nearly over 80% of you told us that you've experienced like a toxic red flaggy ex relationship hookup whatever like that makes sense as to why people like Dean or people like you might be listening are struggling to meet someone who's like healthy secure appreciates your emotional intelligence because like that's so many people over Mm. 80 percent of people are like bringing that baggage and that like like pattern that's ingrained in their brains that they don't see people like that as someone that they want to be with, even on a subconscious level, they find it like boring. So it's like, yeah, it's hard out there.
1: Yeah, something that um Dean said actually reminded me a lot of our low effort dating episode where we had a guy DM us and he was talking about how him not being low effort, people interpreted as needy or too keen and it was an ick So the same way that Dean was like, if you're a nice guy, it's like apparently an ick now, Um, which is really interesting. But part of me does think that I'm like, okay, if people like Dean and guys are getting labeled this too nice thing in a negative way and people are like, you need to um, not be Mm. so Cool and healthy and secure, um, I wonder if that's just like a weird placeholder way of them like being like, I'm not interested in you. Like maybe they don't want to tell them the real reason. They're literally just like, oh, you're actually just like, you're such a nice guy. Someone would be lucky to have you, you know, that kind of spiel. Yeah. To
0: me that feels like a sometimes could be maybe used as an excuse. It's just this endless cycle. It's like the guys or the people who are improving themselves to be healthier and show up for relationships that are secure and safe aren't getting the type of relationships that they want so they feel like they have to now go back to tendencies that they had before and now we're just stuck in this constant cycle. Yeah, it's tricky. It's really hard. Also, there's people who have the self-awareness like Max who DM'd us and they have the self-awareness where they go, I'm going to learn from a healthy person. It's like you might not be attracted to them. You might be like, oh, you're too nice, you're boring, but like you persevere Mm. because you know that that's like what you want for yourself. Like you want to be with someone who is safe and secure.
1: So my last relationship was super, super toxic with a very narcissistic person. And then I started dating someone recently who is
4: completely lovely and it's completely thrown me off a little bit because it's – Nice to actually be able to take my time and
1: get to know someone safe and like, you know, a genuinely nice person after being in something like that. Told you, even though this is quite a gendered thing, there are still some men out there who have experienced toxic female exes and they have uh, really suffered with this so yeah Max thanks so much for getting in touch but yeah we had a lot of DMs about this Rach saying it's still hard for me to get past my own toxic tendencies that I've developed through past relationships but my partner is so understanding and patient I still often think he'll leave though which mm.
0: is sad. Carla saying green flag boys have helped me understand my own value self-love what I should expect.
1: More green flag boys and girls and days, please. <laughs> Okay, so how can we help you with this? Well, we have got some experts on this who are going to help answer all these questions and more. It's coming out tomorrow. Um, and we're going to ask them things like, can you even change these patterns? Can you rewire your brain to stop yourself, I guess, yeah. from being attracted to red flag and finding green flag gross?
0: Yeah, and how to deal, like we just discussed, like if you've you've realised like you creating now this toxic dynamic you brought this old pattern into your new relationship with a really beautiful healthy secure person um i'm really excited to get this advice yeah but yeah anyone listening please dm us at any moment with any topic you can like react to this episode uh maybe there's a guest that you want us to chat to um we love hearing from you
1: yeah our dms are always open at triple j the hookup and we will see you next time bye